on this uh, 45th anniversary of the blizzard of 78 that we're talking about winter carnivals here in Quincy. Sally Owen has stopped on by from the uh, Quincy Parks Department's Environmental Treasures Program to tell us about her latest upcoming program on the St. Moritz Winter Festivals in Quincy. Hi, Sally. Hey. How are you? Great. Nice to see you. Yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. Same to you. Yes. Um, good thing they're not having the winter festival today or this year actually because there wouldn't be any snow for it <laughs> well it's it's right in uh, line with what's happened you know like yeah. they've been doing this from 1929 to 1940 and uh i think only six of them took place oh is that right and most of them had to be you know rescheduled you know on that particular year because of in fact no that's snow? why there's an ice skating rink now at the we'll Shea just build rink. our own yeah. because we're not having enough ice, right? Yeah, but um, lots of perseverance. Yeah. yeah. So take us back then, if you would, to, yeah. to 1929 and tell us about the St. Moritz Winter Festivals or Carnivals, Carnivals that were held yeah. in Quincy. Yeah. 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 So um, basically, a group of Scandinavian immigrants who had moved to Quincy formed the Blue Hills Recreation Club and they wanted to have winter sports. And the second Winter Olympics took place in Samaritz, Switzerland in 1928. Okay. So they got the idea, let's have our own Olympics, Winter Olympics. And so they got some money, like a thousand bucks or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's from the city or the state, mm -hmm. but, um, and they created the ponds that you now see um, over behind the Shea Rink. Um, that was all a wetland. So they created ponds for skating. They built this incredibly large, um, ski jump and they had uh, two toboggan chutes for people to go down and um, so what we're doing is we're going to actually um, have I'm having a walk on Saturday w one is at 10 o'clock and one's at one o'clock you have to register for them because there's a limited number of people who can come mm -hmm. and we're going to kind of go back in time and see where there are vestiges left of the of the winter carnival and also by using old photographs yep. of of the uh, the scene. Um, so, uh, so there are still some remnants of the, uh, I guess, Olympic Park that was created. Well, right? the la the ponds are are there. Okay. I mean, they were not there before. They were man-made then. They were yeah. They were artificial excavators. Yeah, and someone said that one of the uh, people from Almquist flu uh, Florist yeah. Land um, had some equipment, garden equipment or whatever, and helped or maybe did dig those ponds. Wow. Okay. So yeah. All yeah. right. And. Um, yeah, so the toboggan and the toboggan shoots and the um, ski jump so. are still there. No, they're oh. not there. Um, <laughs> there's, in fact, the top the toboggan run was in the start in the in the parking lot of the ice skating rink. Okay. But it was very high. Yeah. And um, a lot of of the dirt there was excavated to build the um, Blue Hills, Reser Hills Reservoir. So that whole bit of bunch of land has changed, but you can still see. Um, footings from the ski jump, and you can st still see the st steep hill okay. All right. that um, you have to go down. In fact, I just want to say if people would like to register for the tour, this tour will be two hours um, leisurely stroll, but you have mm -hmm. to be able to walk up and down, you know, a couple of steep hills. Okay, all right. Um, so a little bit so physically demanding. So yeah, some yeah, proper yeah. footwear is essential, right? Right, right. A good um, walking stick, maybe. Yes, yeah. and. Um, you know, by having everyone register, I'm going to go out and check out the ground again okay. on Friday and send an update to people about, like, the last time I went was all mud. Sure. Um, and and flooded, you know. There's a beaver dam now there, too. Ah, okay. So the beavers are doing some flooding. <laughs> I got you. Okay. All right. So, um, 
so I'll be sending updates to people who, who've registered. Okay, um, all right. And, um, so how long did it take them to create this this park, if you will? I mean, it's not something you just decide and all of a sudden you have a ski jump and a toboggan run. I don't really know. Okay. Um, it, I don't think it took too long because it, it started in 1929 and the Olympics was in 1928. Right. And so they, did, they got the idea from the Winter Olympics yeah. in Samaritz. So okay. So six months maybe? Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah. Put it together in a hurry. Right, right. Um, this was a this was a big, big deal, though, right? This yeah, was, I yeah, mean, this yeah. was not just a small group of people that you know went out and had an afternoon of figure skating and, and sledding. Well, it was open all winter for people to to skate, but okay. during this carnival, when they ended up having it, yeah. um, depending on snow and ice conditions and et cetera, um, one time there was like fifty thousand people who came, yeah, and 50, it was like thousand people, nineteen thirty four, yeah. and there was. Um, it was um, filmed in, in newsreels throughout the whole country. Yes. You know, when you go to the movie theater, that's how you got your news back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And so the Samaritz Winter Carnival was on there, National 1934. News. Yeah. We have a little <laughs> clip of that yeah, video yeah, that yeah. we're going to show folks, and hopefully you can tell us exactly what it is that we're seeing, that we're looking at. So uh -huh. let's, uh, let's, let's roll that beautiful footage, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And here we have the St. Moritz Winter Carnival. So they're doing this during the um during the depression yeah you know so it was you know perseverance and ingenuity of how to have fun yeah look at the old cars so this is 1929 well i don't know this okay. is sometime between 1929 and 1940. okay um, all right so one of the years um and who's doing the filming sally do you know who well i know that it was put out by this group Pate, P-A-T-H-E, which did all of the newsreels back then. Okay. Um, there we have the MDC Mounted Police, right? Yes. And a building in the background there, which I thought was the horse barn, but you say no. It's no, the horse barn today is bigger. Okay. Um, and obviously they tried this to This is where they created the... Um, you know, did the skating. Yep. And they had all kinds of skating. They had what they call fancy skating, which was like the professional ice skating. Then they had like barrel jumping. Here's one now, this is good. Look at this guy right Somebody there. Somebody like laying on the ice there. And so <laughs> evidently there was one ice skater that could go over six barrels. Is that right? So they tried to mimic the Olympic events, right? I don't know if they had toboggan. I guess they, okay, this is incredible. I remember like years ago I had, a, our family had a toboggan, but I, people don't have that anymore. But Now were they, were these held at night also? I see some lights in some of the videos. Yeah, they did have lights that they, okay. um, I don't, I think with the, the toboggans were just for the public to go up whenever they wanted to. So this was not competition then? It was just basically no, for no. fun? No, But you see that steep hill behind yes. you? That That's the, um, where, what, that hill was, is now the parking lot of the ice skating rink. On Willard Street? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. All right. So this basically so all took that. place that right is, there. Um, that is a ski jump. And that they had they had <laughs> built and uh, we will go up to look at the where some of the foundations of that ski jump were um, okay now i mean these folks have talent so i mean who were these these athletes these competitors this is not just general folks some, i think some of them were just local people really? and then after a while they got for this ice skating anyway they got professionals who did circuits around the country to come mm -hmm. and it must have been very difficult because you know they would go to the professionals would be going from one venue to another right. and if they had to constantly be you know rescheduling because there was not enough uh, snow or ice mm -hmm. and in fact the very first one um 
dozens of uh, spectators of the ice skating fell into the water, like the ice cracked, oh. and uh, they, they ended up into their waist. Oh, my. 1929, okay. a nice start to the ice skating. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, there were, again, no competitions, so no gold, silver, bronze, you know, it was not... It was I, not I don't... I don't, you know, there might be for, there was a, I don't know if you can see it now, but at, at the top of the ski um, jump, there was a group of people who were, you know, like watching it like professional mm -hmm. or something. So maybe they did have, um, Okay. maybe because they did have something. It's um, obvious that some of these folks have done this many, many times before, you know. Right, it's, it's so these are like the pro professionals back then. Right, but you see the mounds of snow that they had to clear uh, right. to create the ice right there. <laughs> and that was another thing. 1934, the Park Department truck that was uh, scraping the um, snow off the uh, ice sank into the pond. The truck sank in the <laughs> pond. The truck sank into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> now, to myself, I'm thinking, well, you're digging out wetlands like if you tried to do that today and, and just look, just hold on, look, yeah. look at this. this is like so much for safety uh, you know is, like yeah, they're I mean, right they're, they're, on the jump they're right basically. on the jump yeah. <laughs> there's a guy right in the middle of the jump you know and it's going down the ski jump is ending in the pond yeah sorry so what were you going to say so it's not really highly regulated no. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look at the hordes of people that I came know, out did they have to pay do you know to, no, to attend it's free. it's all free it's right, yeah okay um, but I'm thinking today, if you try and do that, the environmental permits that you would have to get right. would be, you know, prohibitive, know. right? I know. It, it wouldn't I know. be allowed. This was yeah. just folks taking it upon themselves. The land itself was it public land? Do you know? Yeah, it was. It was well, the MDC, you know, okay. which is now the DCR. Yeah, they were the ones who were regulating the, um, you know, their horses and stuff. So they, okay. I think this was their land. Okay. I don't know any details about. They must have gotten approval to do it. Right. Um, Right, but it, again, it was just something, something that the general public could go and do. Yeah, and they could, you know, there were lights, and they could do it all. Um, they could do it all winter, you know, yeah. skating and tobogganing and yeah. things like that. Why did it stop? What you know, what happened? Do you know what? Well, led to the end of it. Well, World War Two. Okay. Um, so people went away, and I guess, you know, out of twelve years only six times yeah. were they actually able to have the carnival. Yeah. So there's a lot of perseverance. Yeah. And maybe refrigeration came in at, at some point because now we have that ice skating rink. The MDC rinks were so, all over, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, right at Shea Rink, you yeah. know, so that was created with it, so. Okay. Um, but it, it's like a, it's a, it's just a wonderful story um, of perseverance, ingenuity, you know, and during the depression, I mean, I, I was thinking today coming over here that like, you know, what we've gone through with the trauma of COVID and yep. whatever. I mean, there's a, it's inspiring, inspiring that, you know, here it's a, v a very difficult time. Yeah. And yet people were still found ways to have fun. Yeah. Well, it also made it accessible <coughs> to the general population, right? Because right, right. the Olympics are usually something that most people, you know, can't yeah. afford to or, or at least access. Um, right. So here it right. is, you're bringing it, bringing it home. It's interesting that it was... Um, the immigrants that had the idea from their homeland, right? Right, right. To, to bring right. a little piece of but that they loved, here. you know, winter sports. Yeah, so. in Scandinavia, of course, they're probably born with ice skates and skis on practically, yeah, yeah. you know? I just want to say, too, that yeah. Tom Bonomi, who is going to be leading one of the two tours, yeah. I'm, I'm going to lead the one at one, and he's going to lead the one at ten. Okay. Um, years ago, he did all this research. He went through every Patriot ledger uh, every day from um, for December, January, and February from 1929 to 1940 and copied every article dealing with Samaritz and he collated it into 
uh, notebook that you can access if you go over to the um, reference desk at the library and ask for the, uh, the notebook on the Winter Carnival, you can look at some of these. Oh, good really for him. fascinating. Must have taken him a long time to do that yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, he has just an encyclopedic knowledge of yeah. this, and their photos and stuff, too. Also, that video, um, the full-length video, will be posted to our website here. It's qatv.org slash wintercarnival, and folks will be able to uh, go online and watch that. And uh, we'll post this, this show that we're doing today on there as well, so folks can hear you explain what it's all about. That's right, and so, yeah, it's... Um, it's great. So if you have, you have friends or whatever or family that you want to show them, or if you even if you can't go, um, or you don't want to go in the middle of the winter time, you know you can, you know, go look at this movie mm -hmm. and then you know go to the library, check check out some of the articles in Tom's uh, notebook, and wander around yourself. Um, Sometimes the ponds are still there, yep. and um, it's it's pretty neat. The other thing that's in those notebooks that I found incredibly funny was what was uh, published more than um, all of these uh, winter sports activities was the uh, Snow Queen. The so Snow the, Queen. So the deal was that the Blue Hills Recreation Club had these rules. So Snow Queen had to be on ice skates in the pond, on the pond and had to be at least 18 years old. And they had three judges. You know, one of them was a um, city councilor. I don't know the other two people, but... Okay. And so they were going to go look on the ice to who is the, vote on who's the prettiest one. So they picked this <laughs> one girl and um, said, okay, she's the prettiest. Uh, she wins the trophy. Mm -hmm. And um, it, but then the Blue Hills Recreation Club found out she wasn't on skate. She was only 15. They, she asked, they asked for the trophy back. She refused to get it, give it to them. <laughs> but the other thing that I think is absolutely hysterical is there's this building across the street um, it's, it now has a brick facade. It's right at the intersection of um, Willard Street and Wesson Avenue. Okay. And that was where the ballroom was. So they always had, they always had a queen at the ballroom um, oh. as part of each festival. Oh, I see. Okay. And this is, um, this is hysterical. Um, what they said in 1934 mm -hmm. about the ballroom. Promptly at 10 o'clock, the doors of the St. Moritz Ballroom in West Quincy were swung wide, and with the orchestra playing jingle bells, the horse and sleigh came galloping onto the floor amid a cleverly arranged artificial snowstorm. At the reins was Mayor Ross, and at his side, the Queen of St. Moritz. The ride continued around the hall several times as a big audience cheered and marveled at the beautiful setting as the lights were dimmed. This is not a large, this is not a large facility. This is <laughs> it's indoors. It's still there. It's indoors the with horse a horse galloping around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks do want to attend one of the tours. They need to email you, correct? Correct. Uh, S-O and a Quincy M-A dot gov. Right. And if they would like to, the to tours are generally um, filled fairly quickly. So okay. if you want to find out, they're free tours every month. Okay. And if you want to be on the email list, um, you also will just send me an email saying you'd like to be put on the list. Okay. I'll be happy to do that. All right. Fun to talk to you today, Sally. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for bringing in uh, the video and all those materials. Well, thank uh, QATV for posting it and um, making it available to people because it is really an amazing It's a neat, you know, it's a neat story that a lot history. of folks yeah. don't yeah. know about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, myself included. So I've yeah. learned something, too. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Good to see you.